I am not always neat and tidy. I generally know where everything is. There are piles here and here, and I know what is in them, basically. When I really get in trouble is when I actually put things away, because I can never remember that I put them away. And I'll look and look, and the last place I'll look is where they're supposed to be because I forgot that I put them away. Or I forget where I put them. And so it is true that from time to time I lose things. And then I have to tear apart the house or the office to find them. It turns out that Jesus had to turn and tear apart the house as well. I have been thinking about Gandhi's seven social sins that are the root of violence in our world. And I have been thinking particularly with Jesus in the temple with the money changers. I've been thinking about business without ethics and wealth without work. And I've been thinking about our nation and the high ideals we have, our, our moral values, the Ten Commandments, equality, the freedom of speech, the pursuit of happiness, liberty and justice for all. But life is not neat and tidy. And we can lose, misplace our moral values. This past week, the Justice Department investigation report of Ferguson came out, and we've lost some of the value of equality and justice. We heard from that report systemic racism and abuse. We heard in that report that police were fining people to give charges and get money for the city's budget. We heard that there were fines for such things as improper manner of walking, a completely made-up charge. And we heard that this was done systemically to black people the racist emails, the racial slurs, and this comes at the same time as we celebrate the 50th anniversary of Selma. And celebrate may not be the right word. We remember the 50th anniversary of the March on Selma for civil rights and change. The tables need to be overturned. And we value the American dream, oh, how we value hard work in our nation. And yet, we are losing the American dream. We all know this, and we hear it as the Great Recession ends and the jobs are coming back. Wages do not increase, and in fact, wages are lower. We can value hard work, but when the hard work gets us nowhere, we have lost the value of the work ethic. 
wealth without work, that accumulation of wealth can never compete or will always win over hard work. And we've got to turn the tables. We value our relationships with our children, with our partners, with our spouse, with our grandchildren, with our friends. But in the chaos, sometimes we lose those connections. Sometimes we forget to be nice to each other. We value joy. We value happiness and abundance and innovation and creativity. And we can lose these things. And it's as if we lose our very soul to anxiety and fear. Sometimes the things that we lose have no bearing on, on what we've done. We lose our health. Sometimes it is stolen away from us. And we pray that the tables can be turned. Jesus in the temple, this cleansing of the temple, brings up images, at least when you think about it, of mops and brooms and buckets and sponges and sweeping out the dirt. But Jesus comes with a whip. Did we ever think that we were going to see Jesus with a whip? Think about that. And he's driving out cattle and sheep, dumping over money, kicking over tables, screaming at the people selling doves to take them out of there. Zeal is perhaps not even strong enough word. Jesus' disciples must have thought he was going crazy, that this was absolutely insane behavior. Jesus had lost his mind. Now, there was corruption in the temple cult. There's no question about that. One of the things that we, we have a hard time understanding is the whole business of sacrifice and sacrificing animals. Just really not where we are. And one of the things that we have to remember was this was just worship at that time. That bringing something for sacrifice was a person's way of getting close to God of coming to mend what was wrong in people's lives, that the life of the animal represented the life of that person. And it was offered to God for the healing and forgiveness and the wholeness of relationships with God. So this was just the way it was. And it was Passover, so people, it was required that when you went for Passover, you did your sacrifices of the temple, so there would be thousands of people there. Now, you couldn't bring a cow all the way from Galilee to Jerusalem. And so the temple authorities had cows and goats and doves all there ready for sale, but you had to change your money to the temple money. And so that was an expense 
and then you had to buy your animal, and then you made your sacrifice. The poor people had to make a sacrifice, and that's what made Jesus so angry about the doves. The poor people, people who didn't even have enough to eat, had to come and buy the dove to sacrifice. And it needed to change. And it wasn't just the abuses in the system. The temple, with all these sacrifices and all the taxes and all the money collected, was supposed to be for, was building up wealth in the temple to be a support system for the poor. But it didn't happen. The money just kept collecting and making the priests rich. And we know that that widow gave her last penny. And that was exploitation. So Jesus wasn't just cleaning up the temple. He was tearing the house apart. Because the temple had lost its soul, it was no longer the seat of God on earth. Jesus said, it's not here, it is in my body. The word of God made flesh to dwell among us in the feeding of the poor, in the helping of the sick, in the bringing of joy back to our lives. Jesus came to show us God. When we think about the messes, we don't need to clean up one police department in Ferguson. We need to turn the tables on racism. And there was something so interesting in the news stories when that report came out that some of the protesters said, you know, they're telling us that water is wet. We knew all this. And there's something there about listening to what's happening and what people are saying. But there's also the part about talking and with people who have a different background, a different color of skin, and especially African-American, because there is a very different journey from white American and African-American. And I don't know what you were taught when you were growing up, but at least some of the message that I got was that you feared people who were black. And until we talk about that and have that vulnerability, we're not going to change. We have to have that deep vulnerability to overturn our culture. What would it mean to find that American dream again? To really value work so that people don't have to work three jobs just to make it to poverty level. What would it mean to really give a value to even those things that nobody else wants to do?
living wage? When we look at the chaos in our lives and sometimes those relationships that we lose, and it is said, or I've heard it said, that if you want to be successful, you have to give up either family or friends or your health. And if you want to be more successful, then you have to give up two of those. And if you are going to be really, really, really successful, you give up all three. And it might be that to turn the tables and get some of these connections back, we need to not be as successful. And our bodies, when we can turn the tables on disease, And it's not the antibiotics necessarily, but things like the chemotherapy that tear down the house so that the body can rise again. And our souls... I told this story at the first service, and it's really worse than not being able to find your stuff. It's about that whole idolatry of finding God in the shopping mall or in the auto dealership or in the real estate page. You notice I have a new hairstyle. Right? The choir can really see it because I've got this little ponytail thing going on back here. It's flipped. And with the new hairstyle come hair accessories. Right? Right? So I'm with my daughter, and we head out to shop for hair accessories in Bethesda. Yeah. And I've got my little bag of hair accessories, and I'm walking back to the car, and there's a homeless man asking for money. It cut me to the core. I'd like to say I went back and returned all my hair accessories. Didn't. But maybe being cut to the core is what I needed and maybe what he needed. If we're going to overturn the tables on poverty, we have to get to know the homeless This is where we find God when we're turning over the tables, tearing down the house. Twenty years ago, pastor and college professor Ronald Packnett was taken from his car by police, thrown on the hood, and beaten while his son, in the back seat, screamed and cried 
What was his crime? Driving a Mercedes while black. Because, of course, we know that if a black man has a Mercedes, he stole it. Twenty years later, his daughter, Brittany Packnett, is part of Teach for America in St. Louis. She organized some of the protests in Ferguson, and now she was just talking about being on the President's Task Force for 21st Century Policing. And in this, thinking about business with ethics, she's looking for the federal budget to help overturn the model of policing as warrior to policing as guardian. She said, take away the federal budget that allows the military to equip polices with tanks and military equipment that point at the people they are protecting. And have grant applications tell about diversity so that money is linked with diversity and inclusion. She's overturning the tables, bringing ethics back to the business of policing. We come here, and you know what you in your heart need to find. You know the joy, the compassion, the happiness, the justice for which you so long for in your life and in our nation. What Jesus says to us is wherever we have lost that joy, that creativity, that justice, that compassion, Jesus is turning over the tables to try and find it, and Jesus will be there to tear apart the house. The other promise that we have is that when we are tearing apart the house, when we are turning over the tables, when we are in there looking, Jesus is right there by our side. Amen.